I have full faith in you, Matthew. Check I'm, one, two. Listen, Project. Uh, Remember, I, if Reavers can do it. Uh, I'm not worried that we're going to finish good. this and then find out that none of it recorded. I'm supposed to record this? Uh, no, we're good. Okay. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 203. Yes, uh, a bit more on that in a moment. <laughs> this is August 5, 2019. 100 degrees on this day in 1947. Uh, there would have been no aquaside then, so the kids were swimming in swimming in guck. And 48 degrees on this day in 1994 it wouldn't have been too cold to go swimming anyway. From the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. I thought I had put these confusions behind me, uh, but many emailers, including uh, Steve Hendrickson up in Cloquet, uh, wanted me to know that uh, uh, on Wednesday I misnumbered the episode. What? Uh, Garage Logic hit its 200th podcast a week ago today, Monday. Yes. Yep, a week ago today. So and then Tuesday. last Tuesday was 201. And last Wednesday should have been 202. And for some reason, I labeled it 203. Today is 203 because we weren't here Thursday and Friday. And I. I can only blame myself. I have no one else to, to pin that on, even though I'm, I'm tr- desperately trying to. Right. Um, eh, it's a pretty good chance of the Reavers' involvement uh, there. Uh, no, because every day <laughs> I have no, the show notes. Okay. Every day I have show notes. Yeah. Right? I'm still the, saying The top Reavers. of the heading is GL203. That's the kind of thing, Joe, that Reavers should have checked with you beforehand mm-hmm. just to confirm. See? You know? Yeah, and it, it, it's Chris's fault. Plus, it's easier to blame him when he's not here. Right. <laughs> I have deep thoughts because it's been a horrible weekend. Holy yes, it has. Yes. It has. Uh, two mass shootings uh, making America the embarrassment of the world, you know, short of Yemen, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's unspeakable. And I've had a lot of time to think on the garage logic service road of life. And does my right to own what's being called an assault style rifle, does that trump my right to live? In other words, in other words, it's society I no longer trust. Uh, I, I know, I, I think the moral and ethical integrity has pretty much fallen fallen out. Okay. And you quite literally are not safe uh, from these kinds of attacks anywhere. Church, school, theater, nightclub. And why do you take your keys out of your car? Because you don't want somebody to steal it. You're just making it that much harder for the thief. Right. Well, I, I would... Kenny and I had a, a pretty long talk about this prior to the show. I, I, I would not feel that my constitutional freedoms would be burdened by making assault-style weapons unavailable to the public. I don't. Now you can say that's knee-jerk. No, it was knee-jerk to say that 
15 years ago. It's no longer knee-jerk. There are too many of these shootings. It's no longer knee-jerk. Now, you can say, well, it's not the, it's not the gun. I, I get that. I, I, I know that. Right. The gun is a tool. It's people. We, we have... Well, you're contradicting yourself already here, Joe. How? How? You're saying you wouldn't have a problem with these uh, with an assault-style rifle being banned. Yes, I, I would not have a trouble with that. But you're also saying it's not the gun, it's not the tool, it's the people. I, 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 you interrupted me prematurely. <laughs> like, all, like everybody else, I'm ready to pound. No, no. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's the people I don't trust to have the weapon. Yeah. Uh, uh, you take your car keys out of the car to make it tougher for the thief to steal your car. Why give them any help? It, and I'm being naive. There's probably 400 million guns in this country, and I don't know how many of them would be these so-called assault-style weapons. Let's stop right there. An assault-style weapon is merely a weapon that can fire rapidly, but you must pull the trigger every time, and it holds a magazine. Assault, assault to me... Uh, AR assault style rifle assault rifle it's just a name for the packaging mm-hmm. of a simple semi-automatic firearm automatic firearms are illegal fully automatic fully automatic or Explain illegal that to me well i think please, a lot of please. people in america when they see a tragedy like this they think a guy walked in with an automatic and he just you just hold the trigger like a drill pop pop, pop no pop. no it wouldn't be pop 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 Okay. okay, that's not like, what like these a Tommy. Are. This is a modern day Tommy gun. These no, are, no, these are, no, that's no. misinformation. Also, okay, no. set me straight because I these don't are know. boom, 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 boom until the magazine runs out, and that is what's called a semi-automatic rifle. And it, you'll also find that in handguns. I have a number of semi-automatic handguns where they auto-load. You don't have to. You don't have to pull a hammer back. Okay. You don't have to if it's a if it's a long gun. You don't have to cock it. Okay. You just pull, 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 pull. Fully automatic, which is um, outlawed federally. No, yep. but the only people that are allowed to have fully automatic rifles are uh, gun dealers. Federal that have their federal firearms license. Fully automatic. You pull and you keep your finger pulled back, like Joe said, like a drill. And bullets keep flying, flying out. Okay. Um, normal public can't get those. You can't sell them to, to people, and and they're just not available unless you're a federally um, licensed firearm dealer. But there's a wide variety of semi-automatics available. And the, the, like I was saying, the AR style to me is just it's fascia. It's marketing. It's just the, the the it's the color of your car because you also have and we all use semi-automatic deer rifles of the same caliber cal, caliber excuse me caliber that they make these assault style rifles. So I have let's say I have two three oh eights. It's that's just a random caliber I've picked out. One has a wood stock and looks like the deer rifle that we've all seen, right? Mm-hmm. Normal. The other one, which fires the same uh, same ammo in the same manner, has this scary-looking package. It looks military-like. So if you're talking about banning AR-style rifles, you're going to have to go ahead and ban all semi-automatic rifles and handguns. 
And that will not fly. No, it's in this not country. going to. It's just not okay. Going to fly. Let's figure something out in Garage Logic. How do we keep these out of the hands of evil people? That's that's yeah. Because I think what's happening. You know, see, the the reason I would be comfortable if somehow these guns could be removed from the marketplace, it's not because I want to deprive law-abiding right. citizens of the of the United States of their right to own weapons. It's I no longer trust. I no longer trust humanity. And this it's is falling apart. This is the big debate we've been having all these years is the mentally ill. How do you keep them out of the hands of the mentally ill? Well, because uh, well, and, and sometimes those people are not allowed and they're on a list and the government somehow knows about them. And they're not allowed to buy from, like, say, a store. But you can still go to a random gun show or you can buy from a private party. Guns have been... Uh, on the American landscape for 200 years minimum right? since we've been here, yeah. Uh, and with the with the rare exception of a lone wolf like Charles Whitman in the 60s, none of these mass shootings, all of these mass shootings, are absolutely in, within the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what target date you'd want they're to pick, all, Columbine. They're all... From mentally ill people, I, Start, I starting with Mr. Whitman. He, he was he was you know he was troubled. But if you, if I think there's also evil in the world that doesn't account for mental illness. It, my, my point being, what has happened in 20 years? We had guns with us for 200 years. In the last 20 years, they've been put to evil use. Well, what has happened in the last 20 years? Uh, the dissolution of the family. The uh, uh, a lack of respect or uh, acknowledgement of uh, uh, our institutions, yeah. uh, schools, uh, law enforcement in particular. You, we, we occasionally have these stories about, well, we're not going to serve these officers at Starbucks right. because they, they, they are a triggering presence right. uh, to my customers. Well, that what that is is merely a rejection of one of the institutions that used to keep us all in line. Right. Yeah. And that's law enforcement, that's the church, that's the school, that's the family. All of these social uh, dynamics uh, created a network by which we went through our life pretty much on the straight and narrow, and we weren't running out to grab a, 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 a semi-automatic rifle and shooting up people because our sensibilities were offended or we were called by the wrong gender name or uh, I don't like immigrants. or we, we, Hell, we've been, we've been a nation of immigrants for 200 years, and we weren't shooting them. Every, oh, my God, everything you said just makes so much sense. It's, what do I it, do it's with every, it? It's everything you've been saying all these years. But what do I do with it? Yeah. A cast out of the bed. I will even add, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not this kind of guy, but the video games. Yeah. If somebody's playing Grand Theft Auto and there's a, a 21 or 22-year-old kid that is on that high of... And then wants to go and feel what it really feels I think like. It's more complex than that. But 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 it's one of many things. It's like you say, um, when dogs started being tied up in small towns. What's your what's your uh, thing on that? Well, that's when culture started to go downhill. Right. And when people stopped looking for cars before they entered the street to go through a crosswalk. It's all part of the same thing that you just mentioned. So. And now, like you say, knowing all that, what do we do? And you got to add a, 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 an increasing faithlessness. Yep. A decline in church attendance. Yep. 
a decline in marriages, moral and ethical, and yeah, yeah. a decline in having children. Uh, not that having children has anything to do with shooting things up, but but the the netting that had been established all throughout the country to keep foul balls from hitting you in the head. Uh, that netting has been destroyed. It's it's yeah. it's it's pretty much destroyed. Now I, I was going to come in today and propose it wouldn't it still wouldn't bother me if you could figure out a way to get market but I'm not kidding myself because you can get an assault style deer rifle right you can get a stall, assault style Glock handgun right. and there's not many guns you couldn't turn into a semi-automatic right correct so so no 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 that's not not turn into a semi-automatic they either are or they are not. But there are such a wide variety of semi-automatics right, right. that you'd have to get them all. Right. No, no. If you're going to talk a gun ban, you're going to have to ban all firearms. And that and that won't work because the only thing that would do that is my old super maggot theory, where you hung a magnet above the earth right. and it sucked up everything it had steel in it. Right. <laughs> Including our cars. Right, everything. Tractors. The earth would be empty. <laughs> Metal walkers. Um but you're living in a time when your uh, daughter, my daughter, and her two little girls could uh, be at the Mall of America yeah. buying school supplies. Yeah. It's it's people I no longer, I don't have a great faith anymore in the human condition uh, in, yeah. in this country. I just don't. I know what's wrong. I know a lot of guys that carry, a lot of guys that carry, and none of them, none, none of them, they, everybody wishes they didn't have to. Nobody wants to carry. What was the assault style? There was a ban in 1994 that then went by the wayside. What was that ban? Yeah, I think that was assault style looking rifles. Mm -hmm. And all it did was drive up prices. And, uh, uh, you know, you could buy a, an, an AK for $200 before that. And after that, they went up over 1000 And prices haven't dropped that much. But if you, if, if you take away, just in theory... If you take away or ban whatever you're going to, that level, what's the next level? Is is that what these evil people are going to use? What and it'll mean? just be a little slower? Uh, oh, right. Well, that's why uh, the firearm, why we, the guys that own a lot of firearms say, you know, this is just a start. Because you're right, Matthew, it's just a start. Next thing they're going to do is take my little twenty two revolver. Then they're going to take my single shot shotgun, the, my first gun I got in the 70s. You know, it, it's not going to end until they get every single one of them. The and Public Safety and Recreational Firearms Use Protection Act of 1994, more commonly known as the Federal Assault Weapons Ban, expired in 2004. It banned the manufacture or importation of certain semiotic semi-automatic firearms that it defined as semi-automatic assault weapons, commonly known as assault weapons. Any firearms so defined that were already possessed at the time the law took effect were grandfathered in and could be legally owned or transferred. Another aspect of the law banned the manufacture or importation of magazines that could hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition with existing Magazines grandfathered in. The Federal Assault Weapons Ban of 1994 defined certain firearms as assault weapons based on the features they possessed. This included semi-automatic rifles with a detachable magazine and at least two of these features, a pistol grip, a folding or telescoping stock, a flash suppressor, suppressor or threaded barrel, and a bayonet mount or a muzzle-mounted grenade launcher. Wow. It included semi-automatic pistols, but detachable magazine, at least two of these features, a magazine that attaches outside the pistol grip, 
a thread barrel, a barrel shroud, or an unloaded weight oh. of 50 ounces or more. Additionally defined as assault weapons were semi-automatic shotguns with a rotating cylinder or with at least two of these features, a pistol grip, a folding or telescoping stock, a detachable magazine, or a fixed magazine that can hold more than five rounds. The ban also prohibited 19 specifically named models of firearms as well as copies of those guns. These included the AK-47, Uzi, Galil, AR-15, FN Fall, MAC-10, Stair, AUG, Tech 9 and Armstriker. On December 16, 2012, two days after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, Senator Dianne Feinstein said she would include a new assault weapons ban in the first day of Congress. Five days later, on December 21st, Wayne LaPierre, chief executive of the National Rifle Association, held a news conference repeating the NRA's opposition to additional gun laws. Feinstein and Senator Richard Blumenthal held a separate news conference in response. There, Feinstein said that it seemed to her prudent to register grandfathered assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. A two-page bill summary on the senator's website also mentioned registering grandfathered assault weapons, but the text of the bill introduced in the Senate did not include that provision. On January 24, 2013, Feinstein introduced Senate Bill 150, the Assault Weapons Ban of 2013. The bill was similar to the 1994 ban, but differed in that it used a one-feature test for a firearm to qualify as an assault weapon rather than the two-feature test of the 1994 ban. On April 17, 2013, that failed in a Senate vote of 60 to 40. What happened to the 94 ban? Why was that rescinded? Do we know? Uh, well, wasn't that a political thing? Well, Who they was all in are. Office? Yep. Uh, Clinton, Clinton was in office and then, Bush, and then Bush. Mm-hmm. So it was probably a political deal. I, I, uh, would, could you live with that 94 ban as it was described? Uh, no, that's absurd. Well, it, it, it's absurd. But it was in, it was in force for... <laughs> yeah, and it was absurd. Ten and years. all it did it was drive up prices, you know. And same with the uh, the magazine thing. Everybody thought the magazines were going to be hard to get, so everybody ordered 500 magazines. There's guys that are sitting down there with cases and cases of magazines that they'll never, ever, ever use hmm. just because they were going to be outlawed. All this stuff does is drive up the prices. Maybe we should talk about who can who can get a firearm. Maybe that's what we should be talking about. And I know my side's going to come down on me hard, but I've already gone through... I've gone through the background check for the Minnesota permit, and I've gone through the federal FBI background check for the uh, Utah permit. Per, permit. Well, and maybe, maybe everybody needs to go through the national FBI check. Maybe. Uh, we've got to have some sort of discussion, maybe. But then we're gonna, the next discussion after that is, uh, are we going to outlaw private sales and gun show sales? Because right now, if I walk into a store, I can buy any firearm I want, as long as it's a legal firearm, by simply showing them my permit to carry. That you, also if, acts as a permit to buy. If you didn't have that permit, you'd, you'd face a waiting period. Uh, I would, yes. And your paperwork would be submitted to uh, right. and state we, officials. Right now, it's, it's easier because I give them that, and I give them my credit card. and they, Because that says, I've already been through this, fellas. Yeah, yeah. And it goes, and they check it at the government. I, 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 I know gun shop owners, and they routinely get calls from uh, the uh, uh, ATF mm-hmm. uh, about firearm purchases. I'd rather own bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> really? I talked to Tim Bloom at uh, EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake over the weekend because I was toying with the idea of maybe trading mine in for a smaller frame size. 
But basically, I then talked myself out of it, and I went and finagled the seat and got a little lower, and now I can't get it out of the hands of a kid I used to have who was also rigged up a little baby seat to the down bar. And so the little kid faces forward, like sitting in one of those grocery carts at the, at the <laughs> right, and, and they're having a blast on the thing. So that they, I'm not going to trade mine. It's a Bentelli <laughs> e-bike. I got it at EcoFun Motorsports downtown Forest Lake where they have a full line of Yamaha motorcycles and scooters. Mopeds, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, a great service, too. And uh, But the electric bikes are just fantastic, and they're growing in popularity. Uh, they're incredibly easy to use. They're fun to ride, lightweight, durable, and comfortable, and they can tackle any terrain because you can really get a fat, tired baby if you want to. And Tim will have no trouble setting you up for a, a test drive in downtown Forest Lake. Uh, stop in and see for yourself, and you'll discover no other store in Minnesota offers an on-the-floor display of electric bikes that compares to what you will see at EcoFun. And at EcoFun, you're not going to pay the crazy prices they charge for e-bikes at shops that exclusively sell bicycles. EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's it's a yeah, it's a conundrum. I, I wish the I wish the NRA would start talking about. Some solutions. I wish everybody, I wish both sides could come together and talk sanely uh, without all the emotion about what we can do. Because face it, you're not going to get rid of the guns. Even if you ban all these firearms, we're still all going to have them. You know. But this definitely is not what the founders had in mind. No, <laughs> no, of course it This isn't. is not what the founders had in mind. No. I had a long talk yesterday with a federal jurist who's a known judge. And... Uh, you know he's he's a constitutional expert and he's pretty well convinced that the what the founders had in mind is uh, all you people living in your little your little villages you should have a you should be able to form a militia if you need to in case that bad king kicks ass and starts coming over here again uh, so uh, you you have a right to the uh, a well regulated and armed militia and that that's about as far as they took it they could not have imagined today they could not none none of us back none no human being two hundred years ago could imagine. What, what what has right. happened here just with technology alone. R- Royce, he had a great comment. Uh, he just wandered around the hall and he said, you know, on second thought, I don't think that Internet was such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what he was referring to was this, this guy in El Paso. The evil doer yeah. in El Paso was being cheered on by some sort of obscene uh, outrageous website of white nationalism or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's you didn't have that back in the days of the internet. You'd have to stop at a payphone and say, Hey, yeah. did you see what Ralph did in right. El Paso? Right. And even then that wasn't happening because because our institutions had not begun yet to to disintegrate. Uh, I would add to the institutions that uh are losing their safety net quality. Uh, is of course a government in Washington D.C. Uh, completely divided parties that, uh, and we're not getting much help from the leader at the top, who who uh, he he can't uh, he can't speak his invectives and then expect to be taken seriously today because he squandered his moral credibility. Right. He he said the right things today, but. I'm sure many people just listen to him shaking their head. Uh, keep in mind about evil, though. Evil doers are going to do evil no matter how they do it. Timothy McVeigh. Yep. I mean, well, y- y- you know. what? So what would be 
an example, uh, as a gun owner, Kenny, of what the NRA would give or uh, John Q. Public, what does he expect the government to, what's, an okay, what's okay to ban? What's okay to nothing. re-regulate? Not according to the NRA, nothing. Well, then, I, then I'm then fine we'll, with the fully auto being banned because I don't see any of us having a need for it. But then there's but that's no, just my personal viewpoint. But people are also going to say, what need do you have for a semi-automatic? Oh, plenty of needs. Well, explain I, I, My AR is, is set up with a scope that costs more than the firearm itself, so I can shoot coyotes out at 400 yards. Mm-hmm. And the reason I need a, full, or a, a semi-auto is because I guarantee you I'm going to miss it. I have 30 rounds in my magazine. I'll probably miss it 25 times, yeah. so I can keep shooting. And it's and a lot of my a lot of my shooting is actually done at paper. Yeah, I just put targets out at 200, 300 yards, and shooting for you is uh, is an amusement like golf or uh, yeah, bicycle riding, right, or, or uh, cross country skiing. Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that, and that's probably true of the majority of gun owners and in the country. And it's fun, and it, it's exciting and exhilarating, and it, you really feel like you've accomplished something when you can hit a target out at 300 yards. Okay, but your but then your switch, your your high is done. You 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 you're, you're happy your joy, right? That's where you wired. Normally, it ends. Right. For these other knuckleheads, they're looking for. See, the firearm is just a tool to do evil for them, and, and that's what I'm saying. They're going to do evil no matter what, and they'll just use a different tool. But they're uh, they're 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 young, invariably young white males, you know, uh, who are who have uh, suffered. Uh, from what I'm attempting to describe, which is the dissolution of the various institutions that uh, once uh, pretty much, uh, however we were jostled, once kept us all in line throughout life with, you know, your strong church, strong family, strong government, strong schools, strong law enforcement. Well, uh, the government right now is in shambles with a $22 trillion debt and appears to be led by adult children. The schools are becoming failed academies because they're just creating victims. They're not teaching anybody anything. The American family has long since been suffering from an absence of males, for example. Uh, what else did I say? Uh, the church is suffering dwindling uh, attendees. Uh, that Again, that, that big net we had up around us that kept us from getting hit by fall balls has got a lot of holes in it now, and it's tattered and unattended to. And and because of that, there's more and more bad, bad people that are going to, uh, they, they already, it's already too easy. Let me just go back to law enforcement. The last thing in the world these, these shooters care about is law enforcement. Right. Here, here. Just right, and they've all already dedicated the... the, the they're dedicated to the fact that they're not going to live through this. This is their, at least from my my perspective, that this is their final, last hurrah, last stand. They're making a statement. I can't I can't link this to the shooting, but I can make a link. A worker at a Florida McDonald's uh, reportedly uh, refused to serve two paramedics because they were in uniform. Boy, uh, white police officers have been denied service at fast food establishments. This discourtesy has typically not been extended to paramedics. According to WFTS-TV, uh, 
the uh, two paramedics entered a McDonald's location in Madeira Beach on Wednesday night. An employee told both of the paramedics separately, but they would they would not be served because they were wearing badges. Huh. Do, do you see do you see the disrespect for authority here? The the I idea see. that somehow that's oppressive to someone that you have someone in the room with a badge. I just see incredible ignorance, mm-hmm. just unbelievable ignorance. In a review he wrote of the incident, one of the paramedics, Anthony Quinn. Uh, so really? the server initially told him, <laughs> Anthony Quinn, uh, we don't accept officers in here. But when he explained that he was a paramedic and not a police officer, the employee changed the rule to include anyone with a badge. Wow. Uh, Quinn said that when his partner entered a few minutes later to order food, he also was told, we don't serve your kind here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Joel, that's just flat out ignorance. Quinn said this is just insane how people are. In a statement to WFTS, the company that runs the McDonald's franchise, uh, that location confirmed that the incident had taken place and, of course, are apologizing for it. And did they fire the numbskull? Well, I would hope so. And, yeah. yeah don't be so sure. Yeah. But but there's a glimpse in there of what's happened to the, right. to the American consciousness. Yeah. Right. There's a glimpse there. I'm not saying this. McDonald's worker is going to go out and shoot people, but he's he's living in a society now where he's unaware of the of the netting that used to be in place that that would have disabused him of this notion that you could. Uh, can you imagine <laughs> the audacity of that? It's it's unthinkable to me. It just doesn't make sense. Well, can the you power you in a coffee thought. shop 50 years ago and two uh-huh. cops walk in. Can you see him saying, "Get the hell out of here! You're oh triggering people." God, no, 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 no. You give you buy them their coffee for free. You, you pay yeah. for their coffee. Yeah. Oh, my God. They don't serve your kind. <laughs> oh, my God. The guy's looking around behind him going, what is my kind? What's my what, kind? What are, what are you talking about? Oh, it's just, it's, I had another one, too. Uh, and then your stupid little store gets held up, and somebody, somebody unfortunately gets hurt. Who are you going to call? Because you can't call the cops and you can't call the paramedics. I don't serve you. You can call your mommy? Yeah. (laughs) We'll be right back after we take uh, some time out, huh? That's funny, Kenny? Yeah, I do. (laughs) He's a man who's been found in Barnstorm, seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. Remember how I ripped the other I'm going to try it again. Boy, it's been a great great lake weather lately. I heard that before. Suchi boy, I was on the lake all weekend and uh, actually sitting on my new ghetto pontoon I bought. I hope you got it at Rapid Marine. No, no, this is not Rapid Marine Oh, this is a ghetto. This This is is a piece of crap. And uh, we're going around the lake and uh, talking, and I'm not making this up for the ad. We're talking about the need for Aquaside. That yeah. Some of these guys, they spend $750,000 for the lot. They put up a million-dollar house, then they put up another $500,000 worth of landscaping to get down to the lake, and then they have nothing but weeds out for well, Aquaside's the answer. Aquaside has been maintaining those lake shores, looking great for over 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. Uh, Kenny verifies it. There's people that, uh, when you see all the kids at one dock, that means they use Aquaside. Oh, yeah. yeah. Aquaside products are uh, registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are safe for you, the fish, your family, and the water. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call them at 1-800-328-9350. 
1-800-328-9350, or go to aquaside.com. I wonder if it takes care of wild rice. One of, the, one of these hippie new owners planted wild rice, and that stuff spreads like crazy. Here's another piece that helps us under... Here, i got to write this down because I had a thought during the break. You know what else has become too easy? I don't know if this is oxymoronic or not. But, but what's become too easy is, is venting your frustrations. Yeah. I mean, just speaking oh, your mind. You're, 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 you're offended. All people are becoming uh, are inventing new ways to be offended. Right. I and they take to Twitter and social media accounts. Yeah. And there's uh, we're just awash in grievance. Yeah. We we're are. just awash in grievances. I, I normally wouldn't pay attention to a liberal actress, but listen to this because this is along the lines <laughs> of what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ellen Pompeo. Sure. I believe yeah. she's on she's at Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's she's the star of Grey's Anatomy. Well, listen to this. Grey's Anatomy star Ellen Pompeo was hit with accusations of racism this week over a tweet she uh, wrote about candidate Kamala Harris. She said Kamala Harris was overconfident during the primary debate Wednesday night. Pompeo was reacting to a Twitter post from Bloomberg's live blog, which said an emerging trend in this debate, Kamala Harris very clearly only wants to debate Joe Biden. The liberal actress, actress responded because she's overconfident and believes he is her only competition. The mm. backlash was quick and fierce. Wow. I don't see any reason. Numerous followers accused Pompeo of suggesting that Harris was uppity. Oh, you see what I mean? Because it's become too oh, easy. Oh. I'm complaining about what I think I heard, not oh. what I heard. Oh, Is overconfident Lord. the acceptable way of saying uppity? No. Every single person. Oh, means, oh, no. Several called the comment flat out racist. No. No, these, that's mental illness. There's the mental illness. That's mental illness. How do you read racism into that? Into the word of being overconfident. And that actress is going to vote for whoever wins the Democratic nomination, be it Camilla or Biden or whoever. Oh, my God, they're so dumb. Pompeo took the hits in stride, engaging with critics, uh, saying, while wondering what all the fuss was about, I'm not sure why my comment is now a racial comment. So weak. Two people on a stage with a bunch of others. They all come off a certain way, and they're up there for uh, interpretation. Stop looking for stuff to get mad about. Yeah. Here, here. Uh, and the Grey's Anatomy star did have some defenders who pointed out that the word overconfident has nothing to do with race. No. <laughs> it's just incredible to me. But that's a, that's, a, that's a dynamic we have to factor into this gun discussion. We live in a time when you almost believe your most prominent right is the right to be offended. Yeah. Okay, and what we do is we bend over backwards to try to accommodate you not being offended. 30, 40 years ago, you just, hey, I don't like that. Okay, too bad. And whatever. And life went on. You're now, right. You're right, the yeah, institutions yeah. Yeah. are bending over backwards so we can mold you and, and everything he's, be perfect. He's dead on, Such. I know. I'm going to play you something now okay. that's going to corroborate that. Uh, this is... The Democratic Socialists of America National <laughs> Convention in oh. Georgia this weekend Jeez. came to a screeching halt when one delegate formally complained of sensory overload from guys whispering in the room, prompting another comrade 
to grab the microphone to angrily demand an immediate end to the use of gendered language. <laughs> the back-to-back moments of impassioned hypersensitivity at the gathering of the largest socialist organization in the United States led to bipartisan mockery from commentators who compared the scene to something out of the sitcom The Office yes. or something by Monty Python. Exactly. <laughs> it uh, is. It's so absurd. Uh a uh, quick point of personal privilege. You're going to hear this in a minute. Um, guys, begins one delegate who identified himself as James Jackson from Sacramento, California, and specified that he uses he, him. Ah, those are his pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Jackson said the word guys, an individual in the audience could be seen, uh, be seen becoming visibly irate. <laughs> Triggered, Joe. <laughs> I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to the minimum? I'm one of those people who's very, very prone to sensory overload, Jackson said. <laughs> Several other delegates could be seen waving jazz hands in the air instead of <laughs> applauding because jazz hands are considered less triggering to those sensitive to wow. loud sounds. <laughs> Within seconds, it. the individual who appeared here... <laughs> I'm doing jazz hands right now for this story. You've got to do that out at the fair. Yeah. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Uh, there's a lot of whispering and chattering going on. It makes it very difficult for me to focus. Please, I know we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you, comrade, the chair responded. Comrade. Who are these ass bleeps playing? Whoa. But the situation would not end so easily for the approximately 1,500 socialists gathered at the convention. Within seconds... The individual who had appeared irritated by Jackson's words stumbled toward the microphone to yell, point of personal privilege, point of personal privilege. Yes, the chair said, please do not use gendered language to address everyone. Wow. Okay, the chair said. Jackson, however, would soon be, come back for another round. Quick point of privilege once again, Jackson said. Uh, hi, hi, I'm James Jackson. I have already asked people. Oh, the hell with that. I can't keep. Are we sure this isn't just a bit? No, Ruffy, yeah, play it. This play isn't it. just an SNL bit? Play it, play it, Ruffy. Personal privilege. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Point of personal privilege? Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. <laughs> Jazz hands. Yes, hands. Yes, hands. Oh my word! <laughs> that is there's today's problem. So even you though know what their convention rules were, no aggressive sense. S C E N T. Okay. So no misuse of doors. No interacting with cops. No talking to the press. This is their big. Well, this thing got order. out. How about this? So somebody that was there recording yeah. took this to the press and, and made a mockery of them. It's just astonishing. How, can you imagine uh, these kinds of people in control? No, they, they, they're, they're afraid of their own shadow. They can't even get their own little convention together. They're, they've got no shot. No shot. Wrote, wrote Human Events Managing Editor Ian Miles Chong, Real life is worse than the BBC skit, making fun of social justice warriors offended by everything. Uh, Chong called the person who complained about gendered language a man-child. Later, Chong flagged that a delegate from New York, also using the he-him pronouns, objected to the tactical use of the term democratic in democratic socialists as a way to market the socialist ideology to Americans. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, Michigan Rep Rashida Tlaib, and New York Rep Alexandria Occasional Cortex are three of the most prominent self-described democratic socialists in the party. 
Wow. This is just what the left is today, wrote yeah. author Tariq Fatah. Ho Chi Minh and Rosa Luxemburg just rolled in their graves. <laughs> yes. it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just... It'd be really funny to see a fist fight break out. Just an all-out melee. Everybody throwing hands. But, but see, see what <laughs> happened Donnie there? Brook. Right. See what happened there? They, can't, they couldn't even launch into their meeting yeah. without already establishing a list of grievances. How are they going to approach the national debt? How are they going to approach guns? <laughs> anything. Anything. Well, and if you're that offended, you're with the like-minded people. And the, this gentleman that had sensory overload, hey, guys, uh, please stop the whispering, okay? And then Ray over there goes crazy because he's using gender. Joe, what are your personal pronouns? He, him. Oh, mine's a dummy, dum-dum, jackass, yeah. asshat, yeah. mf <laughs> you horse's ass. I'll, I'll answer to anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying with it. Yeah. Just it. D-bag, yeah. I always turn my head when somebody shouts that out. What do you need? they got to be referring to me. <laughs> I'll come to think of it, if somebody says, hey, numbnuts, I turn. <laughs> yeah? yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, you know, come on. That's me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's interesting. And we're only scratching the surface. Trying to marry what's happening in society to acts of violence. Uh, and again, uh, to clarify, I'm not suggesting any of these six-year-olds in Georgia at the Socialist Convention are going to go out and shoot somebody. That's not what I'm talking about. But increasingly, the society, uh, and I'm not suggesting that the McDonald's worker uh, who refused to serve police officers is going to go shoot somebody, but increasingly what we're seeing is is all aspects of convention and definition are being dismantled, yep. including the language, uh, including the lack of respect for uh, law enforcement right. or authority in general. Badges. Badges. Uh, and the unwillingness to discuss these issues openly with each other. Opposing sides no longer come together no. and get things done. And the only way they're going to affect uh, meaningful gun control, by which I mean taking another crack at uh, certain kinds of auto, uh, semi-automatic weapons, it won't happen unless they work together. No, and it still won't happen, even if they do work together. That that It's just not going to work in this country, Joe. Well, I want it to work because it's, it's it's again, I know it's not the gun. It's the people I no longer trust we've got because to, of what we're discussing. Yeah, but we've got to figure out a way to keep the firearms out of their hands. And it might end up being, in my mind and mine alone here, so don't attack the show. It's It's my idea. It just might be tougher to buy a firearm for all of us. Yeah, let's... Didn't you just buy a firearm for your kid, yep. Matthew? Yeah, Christmas. Bought a shotgun, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How'd that go? Flawless. I filled out all my paperwork and... Uh, you take it home the same day? Took it home the same day, yep. Oh. It's got a lock. It's got everything. We it, keep the ammo separate. It's a, an 870 Express, I'm guessing. Yes. A Remington. That's, yep. a, that's a pump gun, Joe. He, mm -hmm. can, he can put five rounds into it. It doesn't mm -hmm. come with a magazine. So he can pull the trigger... Um, pump it again. Pump it, shoot five yeah. times. Yeah. I guarantee you, once they ban semi-automatic weapons, that's going to be the next one. The duck hunting gun. The mm -hmm. trap shooting gun. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that's the way we see it, and I, I truly believe it. You know, a, a lot of people that aren't firearms owners say, oh, no, we don't care about the rest of your firearms. But it's the natural progression. It's what's going to happen. Because these sort of crimes are not going to stop happening. 
it's easier to pull this off to a ban uh, in smaller countries. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. Everybody, I've never. I'm going to drift as an aside here for a moment. Uh, I I never hear anyone addressing uh, these uh, the Democrats who want to give everything away for free, college and healthcare and what. We're too big. Yeah. That's we've, what we've makes it too expensive. That. We've outgrown that. You can get away with it in Sweden. Sweden's right. about the size of Stillwater. Right. <laughs> you can get away with it in New Zealand. Yeah. You can't get. You can't have these massive, massive entitlement programs in a country this big. Now let's get back to the guns. In a country this big, how would you even begin to rein in the 400 million guns that are already out there? Right. And, and that coming from guys that don't want to give them up. And, uh, yeah, you can ban sales of them, but, uh, oh, my goodness, don't try to come get them. Right. And I, I guarantee yeah, you that would be an all-out war. There's a lot of firearms that I own that are on record, I'm assuming, with the government because I purchased them legally through a retail store. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back shortly. <laughs> Okay, and now is a good a good of time good a time as any, I guess, uh, GLers. Let's talk DK Mags. For me, it is the best gun shop in town, and I've tried a lot of them, so it's no hyperbole. Uh, I've been to most of them. The website dkmags.com is originally uh, the place I went to, and it's a good place for you to start too if you've never been to their shop up in New Brighton. At dkmags.com, you're going to find fair pricing on a very vast selection of firearms and accessories. You think you found it cheaper elsewhere, bring your price in. They'll do whatever they have to do to get your business. DK Mags, they've been on, they've been around since 99, and it's because of the no-attitude-friendly service and the unbelievable buku knowledge that all of the counter work has. They're all gun guys. They know it all. So if you're just getting started... Or if you need another toy, maybe you need some gunsmithing, holsters, ammo, you name it. DKMags.com in New Brighton is the best gun shop in town. And they can pretty much match any price you you bring them. Be sure to check their other location up in Monticello, too. It's called Monticello Pawn and Gun. Uh, just another part of the DKMags.com family, located right in the hump, uh, the heart of the Humption of Gumption County, uh, Monticello Pond and Gun, and DKMags.com. Try them out, GLers. You cannot stop it. Hey, I got a DKMags question. Do it. They are some really knowledgeable guys at that yeah place. yeah it's very frustrating going to big box stores or other places and the guy just happens to work in the gun uh, gun shop the gun department these guys know it okay my question is would they do they profile uh no not that i can tell i mean would they would they not sell if they had reservations about somebody oh like that yeah. uh well I'm hoping that they would. I'm hoping that they would use their judgment. I, th- I thought you meant profiling as far as racial no, profiling. No, 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 not at all. Know it. No. Would they profile what they might consider? Uh, I don't like this guy. I don't like the way he's shifting around A bad here. vibe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never asked him that. Ask um, him. In order to purchase and take home a firearm in the same day, you've got to go through some paperwork. No, I know. I know. Um, so if the guy doesn't have a permit to buy or a permit to carry, that would be number one. But... I don't know. That's a good question. I'd have to ask him. Because you're right. Uh, in the in the past few years, there's been a number of news stories about shops like that. Mm-hmm. 
that either have or have not profiled. Who was the girl that went crazy and went out to Colorado? She was from Florida, flew to Colorado, was going to kill somebody out there. Oh, I know what you're talking and about. And she tried to buy a firearm from somebody, and they shut her down because of the uneasy feeling they got. Good. Mm. Good. I heard something else. This is really off the wall. Uh, I heard it from a friend. Who heard it from a friend? No, heard it heard from it from a, for, who heard it from a woman. Uh, how many retired uh, military, police, and firefighters do you think there are in the country? Oh, millions? There's got to be. What if they were all armed at all times? It would become mandatory upon your retirement as a police officer, a firefighter, a paramedic, or a military that you then are uh, you you are now part of let's just call it uh, the militia the, the militia against mass shootings. I don't think we could force them to do no, that. No, but 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 we, we here's the other problem with request it. it. Do you think it would scare off the mass shooters thinking, you know what? For all I know, I'm going to go to this shopping center today, but there might be five uh, guys there uh, looking for me or be uh, prepared to act upon my actions. Do you think it would make a dent in their behavior? Probably not. I don't know. Well, maybe not. Maybe not them because they, are, if they're going to that great extent to do what they're doing, they're evil, and they they might be on a mission to for suicide. But I would feel safer if those people were doing that. Well, as would I. And I love that off-duty officers carry. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy, uh, uh, an officer from Avon, Minnesota, a couple of years ago, was in the mall in St. Cloud, and some guy started stabbing people. I remember it. The officer took care of the problem. Mm-hmm. But I think for society's sake, it would benefit because the, uh, the, the, the knuckleheads that are running around intimidating other people or robbing people, I, it would make them for sure have great pause. It'd be fun to find out how many already do, yeah. how many ex-servicemen there are out there that are carrying. Uh, it's uh, we're all we're all grasping at straws. Uh, over the weekend, everyone is. But then again, Such, how many defeated. of those how many of those ex-servicemen are suffering the effects? That's of, right. That's y- right. You know, you right. have to screen them. Yeah. No, it's a. It, it's a, and you know perfectly well, this is going to happen again. It's just going to happen again. And it's done so fast. 30 seconds, 25 seconds, one minute, whatever the case may be. There's for Nine dead in Toledo. Was it Toledo or Dayton? I think it was Dayton. Uh, no, <laughs> are you being funny? Being Jordan no, Biden. Uh, Joe Biden, aren't they? <laughs> no, it was Dayton. Dayton. Yeah. Nine people dead in 30 seconds, and that's not a fully automatic. That's boom, 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 boom. I, I don't want that guy to have a rifle. No, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the guy in Texas, uh, well, he was just a hate-filled maniac mm-hmm. uh, out to, you know, this was his mission. Horribly troubled and destroyed family growing up, too. Yeah. I, 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 family dissolution cannot be ruled out of this equation. No, because when you have the family there... Somebody might not be watching you 24-7, but they know what kind of behavior you're But in. it's always mental illness. I brought up Timothy McVeigh, uh, who, Theodore, uh, what, what was the Unibomber? Kaczynski. Yeah, Kaczynski, Kaczynski. The guy over in Wisconsin that killed the two parents, shot the dad through the door, kidnapped mm-hmm. the girl, kept her in the bed bedroom. You know, it's all mental illness. Well, he has, I don't think he was even declared mentally ill. He just, he just, that's just, can he, how I, can that not be mental Well, how illness? can it not be evil, though? But there's evil in the world. 
But but it's not a legal definition. Evil isn't. Well, I'm not sure he was legally described as mentally ill. Well, what I, I, I don't have any trouble agreeing with you that he's obviously cracked. But I'm also of the belief that there's evil in the world. You mean like sent by the devil? Evil? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. Hmm. Well, I, believe, I believe there is evil at work in the world. How can you not believe that when you see what's happening? Yeah. That's the best argument. Now, now if, a shrink wants to, if a psychiatrist wants to uh, tell me the distinctions between evil and uh, mental illness, I'm perfectly willing to become educated. I see them as two distinct issues because there's many, many, many mentally ill people who don't kill people. Yeah. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I got two. It's <laughs> sent from the devil, though. Sounds like it's I know, uh, I know. You know, the Old Testament. That, that oh, there's yeah. just evil there. Some guys are... Are are dinks? Well, <laughs> I also answered about. Okay, yeah, right. Somebody says, I saw you dink. I saw you turn around. Great fifty-year-old term there. <laughs> I got a couple of. Uh, what are the letters called when someone's raving about your client? What were those called? Uh, the testimonial. Testimonial. Yes. Uh, my wife and I made our first ever Grunhoffers run this weekend, but it certainly won't be our last. We loaded up on brats, thick-cut bacon, and beef jerky. Spencer yeah. was working Saturday, so I got to thank him personally for being a sponsor. He asked where we were from, which prompted him to go into the back room and bring out a stack of GL sign-in sheets so I could see just how many and how far GLers were willing to come to the shop. It made my four-hour commute look like nothing. When he told me how many pounds of Rookie Burger they've sold, my jaw dropped. Keep pushing back, mole. And uh, Craig writes, yesterday a friend of mine who lives in the Metro called me asking for help planning a menu for her parents' 50th anniversary Labor Day weekend. I'm a chef, so I get calls like this all the time. She was also looking to see if I could cater the event for her. She told me she was thinking of doing some kind of picnic, laid-back, classic Labor Day cookout. Hmm. I stopped her mid-sentence and told her to get to Grunhofer's in Hugo and check out their amazing selection of brats. I said, I'll take care of the potato salad and the broccoli salad and the cheese and relish plate. That's my thing. All let the, the guys stuff. let yeah. the guys at the Grun do what they do best. You go up to Hugo, find unique flavors of brats. Both your parents will love it yeah. and will impress all the guests. And this is uh, Craig, who is the uh, chef and owner of the Chameleon Cafe in Brainerd, Minnesota. Ooh. They're talking about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. Yeah, if you're in Brainerd, too, stop by the Chameleon. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, I just haven't been there, but I've seen pictures of their stuff on Instagram. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, but I'm trying to talk about Grunhofer's. I right love now. Grunhofer's. They're at the right north, now. <laughs> north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Your grot grilling brackets so are well underway. We're talking a meat bazaar here. It's the meat Hell capital yeah. of the world, chicken brats. Uh, beef uh, tri-tips, uh, ribeye burgers made with all ribeye steak. Bring some jerky to the beach. Hickory smoked salmon and pastrami made in-house beef briskets and beef tri-tip roasts. Mm. And uh, all of those delicious 130 different flavors of pork brats at Grunho- Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market, north end of Hugo on Highway 61 or GrunhoferMeatMarket.com. I have to throw something at you here about the firearms because this tweet or a version of this tweet has been making the rounds for the past couple of days. Uh, This version reads, legal gun owners in the United States have 300 million guns and close to a trillion rounds of ammo. Mm -hmm. If we were the problem, you'd know it. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? I've seen that one today. That's a pretty good quote Mm -hmm. and, and very accurate. Well, of course, the greatest percentage of owners are law-abiding. It's it's that the numbers of loose cannons are increasing. The yeah. numbers of 
But is that just, you, you said you wanted to do something to curb that. We can't predict it. We can't stop it because they're evil. This is just something we are going to have to live with. And as Kenny said, most members of the NRA are not going to say, let's sit down at the table so we can negotiate for us who do everything correctly to have less. And the NRA, rightfully so, is doing everything they can to just to preserve the rights we have. And that's where a lot of their money seems to be going. Well, what gun rights do we not have? They're worried about the rights we do have being taken no, away. What, what, You're what, right. Um, what rights do we not have? I can't speak to that. I no, don't know. The only one is fully automatic, which you don't need. We, I guess I'd have to tend to agree with that, not mm -hmm. having any knowledge otherwise. Yeah, there wouldn't be. But all of my email tomorrow is going to start, hey, dummy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's okay. They'll inform you. So but is mine. This is just this, and it's uh, our forefathers didn't picture this either. This is just our new way of life, and I'm not new reality. Yeah, it's our new reality. Yeah, but it's a new reality being brought about by what I attempted to define at the beginning of the show. No, I think you're right, and your definition is right on, and and you're right. But how how we get that back? Yeah, is is the true mystery we face. Now, yeah. I've read a couple of things that say, well, it'll take us 10 to 18 years to get it back. A, a new, new generation. You have to start over in school and bring back yeah. discipline and values Winning and, and faith. And, and uh, yep. uh, look before you cross the road. Mm -hmm. Drop the pronouns. Got to get back to it. Your name is Jim. I'm going to address you as Jim. I don't care what your pronoun you is. Got to get back to a time when you don't have the right to turn you being offended into an act of Campaign. mass violence. We we have it's just incredible the we're we're constantly amazed by the stories we come across of the people who get up in the morning and and, and just wish to be offended yeah. by something. Mm -hmm. And then when they discover it, they have the means to broadcast it. They can go on their social media, they can go on their phone, right. they can go on their computer, and then next thing you know, these these horrible websites develop, you know, the white supremacist sites and, and things of that nature. And uh, uh, because people people don't, it's, it's just too way easy to get mad. But we're, we're, we're not alone today in the podcast world. I'm sure everyone's struggling with this. Uh, oh, both sides are just raging today, you, mm -hmm. know, you know, especially the ban all guns. Well, and, and I'm trying to introduce GL to it. And I've learned a little bit today. I think what you've introduced to us is a sane, reasonable discussion on let's solve a problem. Yeah, and the problem can't be to ban semi-automatic weapons because there are too many. Yeah, you can try, but it's not going to work. Because you can... You can you can reconfigure virtually any weapon to right. be a semi-automatic. Well, that's not true. Okay, explain that part again to me. It either is a semi-automatic or it's not. Oh, okay. It's, it's like not a kid I can buy to turn a twenty-two into a semi-automatic. No, 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 no. It's like buying a manual car or an automatic car. Right. It's, it's one or the other. Okay. There are, for certain firearms, and I'm delving out of my expertise area, but it, as far as I, I think there might be certain firearms where you can buy a kit 
or do something to make a semi-automatic a fully automatic. But I believe, and again, I don't know for sure, but I believe you have to have a federal firearms license to do that. All I know is a regular schmo like me cannot have a fully automatic. And I've only shot one once. And it was in a uh, it was in a gun a gun shop in the uh, in a range and the guy let me shoot one of his. Mm-hmm. It was an Uzi and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Boy, by this time tomorrow, you're going to be a lot smarter. Oh, from yeah. all those I know. <laughs> I know, I know. You're going to be an expert. I'm Man, dreading smart open. we're all going to be. <laughs> dreading <laughs> opening up my email. Why don't we take a short time out, please? So there's the little one-stop shop with all of our favorite things located right over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It's called the Coffee Grounds. And not only do they have amazing coffee, they also carry cigars, booze, beer, wine, meat, cheese, the Coffee Grounds. They, they have it all. They have a huge walk-in humidor with an amazing variety of cigars. Need booze? Yep, they got it. Even cocktails on tap. Beer nerds, be on alert. They have their own craft brewery right there on site, K-Point Brewing. Uh, They have more than nine different beers on tap. They have locally sourced chicken, pork, a wide variety of cheese. And we haven't even touched their full-service restaurant yet. The Coffee Ground serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Biscuits and gravy, (laughs) pancakes, bacon, sausage, all the good stuff, garlic, peppered pork, tenderloin, turkey, roast beef, corned beef, wild mushrooms, uh, wild rice mushroom burgers. That's just a small sample of what you can grab for lunch or dinner at the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire. (laughs) They're located. Now, this is where you play, and you found the email just in time, Such, Where are they located? Well, if you're southbound and down, you're heading to uh, Eau Claire, Chicago, Madison. The exit you want in Eau Claire is exit. Exit 68. 93 is the highway you are exiting onto. So uh, you might have heard some wrong information in the past looking for exit 93. No, you want exit 68, and 93 is the highway you're exiting onto, and the shop will be right there in front of you. It's just a half a mile north of 94. Now, to make it even more confusing, on Southtown Drive. But it's in Eau Claire. You'll find it. Come on, Eau Claire isn't that big. If you want coffee now... And this is the main point, because I really think you should order some uh, coffee from the coffeegrounds.com. They're going to ship it right to your front door, and I want you to check out two different blends, both the GL blend and the Krabby Coffee Shop blend. And be sure to uh, use the the code GL20 for a tidy little discount. That's GL20 when you uh, find the details at thecoffeegrounds.com. Jump off that freeway, swing in, say hi to Eric and Julie, and tell them the Garage Logic podcast sent you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. I can't wait till this turns into a video podcast so all the listeners can enjoy like we do when you have to look for an email. Man, I have never seen searching like that in a while. Out of the corner of my eye, there's papers flying Flying all over. It's like a snowfall. (laughs) Say, uh, uh, Carrie Clatt, our old friend Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. She has a ray of hope. In the mail today, I received a summer bulletin from my alma mater, De La Salle High School. In it, there is a section that highlights the construction and future projects. Uh, I think this is a ray of hope. De La Salle plans to build a prayer grotto in a small courtyard in the back of the school adjacent to the theology classroom 
uh, classrooms and the Brothers Chapel. The bulletin states this grotto will be a place where students, parents, and visitors can come to pray and take some time to remember that we were always in God's holy presence. In that space currently, there is a relic where anyone can come to pray. If you haven't seen that space, I highly recommend you visit because it's a very peaceful uh, place on the island. This is wonderful news, isn't it? As a former student and frequent Nicollet Island walker, I hope and pray this project gets to happen. I wonder what kind of fight they'll be up against. I, it can't be. It's a private no. school. Yeah, it's got to be okay. Uh, I'll keep you posted on if I hear anything about city officials standing in their way, Carrie Moran. I, I can't imagine that that would be met with. Well, although, you know. Here's today's ray of hope. Take it as a ray today. I'm gonna take it as a ray today, because man, do we need some rays of hope today, boy. Uh, Billy Stein is thanking us. Just a minute here. Uh, I've got some wakeboard news. Uh, I, I don't want to become the wakeboard arbiter of Minnesota. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, for restricting them or anything. I just happen to agree with the likes of Bill Stein. Be more s- sensible when you're doing it. Find a big body of water to do it in. Don't do it 100 feet off somebody's dock. There you go. Common you know, sense. This yeah, is Grandpa will be sitting down there in a rocking chair, and the next thing you know, he's upside down in the <laughs> lake. You brought this up last Monday, uh, and it's a very hot topic right now around all of yeah. the lakes and in the small towns. Well, John, looks like John Polson, sent me a video that is truly amazing. Hmm. It's two wakeboard boats. Side by side, okay. and they're out in the middle of a body of water. I, he didn't identify the lake. And up ahead, you see a kayaker. Uh-oh. And you think, you don't know what to expect. You think these two wake boats don't see the kayaker? Oh. They get to him. The I know. kayaker times it, spins around with his paddle, and just starts flipping and rolling Come on. up and down in this giant wake created by the two boats. Oh, how fun. He flips completely over, goes under, pops back up. That'd be cool. His paddle <laughs> flailing. Wow. It's just fantastic. That would be... What yeah. is that, a video that was sent to you? Yeah, it's on Facebook. Cool. All right, I'm going to find that. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's still in my email. Uh, uh, I, Left I, there forever. Uh-huh. I saw something that I haven't seen in a long, long time on the lake, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, skiers. Young skiers. A couple of little girls, they had to be under age 10. And it was so funny because they were skiing behind actually a wake, uh, a wake bore, a wakeboard boat. Yeah. Uh, but the boat was up to speed, going ski speed. And these little girls are out there skiing side by side, jabbering away. Oh, yeah. you, could, you could hear them from the dock. Blah, 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 blah. It was so funny. But you just don't see a lot of water skiers anymore. Everybody switched to wakeboarding. Is that on Spoon Lake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going a little fast to make a huge wake. Yeah, uh, a Canadian woman used Metallica music to fend off a cougar. And and Jordy notes, I usually use uh, Mrs. Miller's version of downtown for such occasions. (laughs) (laughs) Downtown! (laughs) Here's Stein. Thank you for your defense of me. Honestly, I had just finished treating the swimming area around my dock with aquaside pellets and sat down to listen to the podcast with my dog, Tilly. Poor JDL must have been having a bad day to launch his screed. I'll bet in my 46 years of year-round living on Cedar Lake... Uh, beat his time on the mighty Minnetonka. Actually, my son, Venison Ben, keeps his boat on that lake and has for years been on one of the tie-ups on Big Island. Minnetonka is a wonderful lake, but it is quite close to the state's tallest buildings. And in all my years on Cedar Lake, we have never had an E. coli problem. Huh. I he... must admit that in the last few years, all the wakeboard boats have been keeping a respectful distance, enjoying what looks like a lot of fun. 
I meant to stress the need for awareness while voting. Here is a case from last week that underscores this need. Ooh, do you see this story? No. A Cold Spring man drowned while swimming in a Wakefield Township lake Friday, according to the Stearns County Sheriff's Office. Barry Ray Schrammel, 50, was swimming to shore after retrieving an inflatable toy at Noss Lake when a wake from a passing boat struck him. Schrammel went underwater when a second wake from another boat hit him, according to the release. Boats and people searched the water where he was last seen. Schrammel was found in around six feet of water shortly after the first responders arrived. He had been underwater for nearly 20 minutes. Life-saving measures were performed, and Schrammel was airlifted to the St. Cloud Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Oh, wow. Just the And Einstein notes, I am, of course, not blaming wake boats for this, but someone was not watching as this man struggled in the water. Yeah. Did Stein say it, it, his son is named... Dennis and Ben. That is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have thought that one up. Uh, okay. And he's on Cedar, right here yeah. in town, Cedar? No, no, Cedar up in Aiken. Up in Aiken oh, County. okay. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Kenny. Hail yeah. the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. In regards to wake boats, <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of years ago, a guy was fishing the pier by Zorbaz on Lovely Gull Lake. For those not familiar, it's located in a channel, and there's a no-wake zone going I, under the bridge. I do know that place. Yes. On this day, a wake boat with a wake border in tow, drove through the no-wake zone oh. under the bridge, creating a three-foot wake, oh. crashing onto the pier, dumping tackle boxes, and sell- sending an elderly man to the ground. Uh, a few weeks ago, I took my daughter swimming at Grandview Lodge on Gull Lake, and a wake boat drove back and forth less than 100 yards from shore from the swimming area, making a two-foot wave crashing into the beach, sending the kids to safety of the beach. Here's my two cents. I don't know how it's currently legal to drive a wake boat through a no-wake zone. When one uh, when one's actions impede on the safety of others, they have broken the social contract. Lack of seamanship is potentially deadly and not regulated. How and where these boats are used to reflect safe seamanship is as dangerous as not regulating how much alcohol an individual can can consume and safely operate a motor vehicle. Craig in Niswa. What's your opinion? I, I believe it's just bad seamanship. I, I think that it's against the law to go... Uh, Plus, it's posted. If it's a no-wake zone, don't create a wake. That's the law. No, but what I'm saying is these guys are just dummies. They don't know any better. Well, he uses the term. Un- uneducated. He uses a term in here we could have been using during our discussion, our discussion today. Uh, because what is broken is the social contract. Yeah. In many respects, what is broken in this country is the social contract. Yeah. He mentioned Aquaside. Uh, Aquaside has been keeping your lake and pond free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years. When I'm out on my afternoon uh, pontoon boat ride on Spoon Lake, I I can tell you who uses Aquaside and who doesn't because all the kids are at the place where dad or mom went down there and spread out the pellets and got rid of the I can't get rid of the weeds. The word's out immediately. You're going to spend 750 plus, yep. and you've got a weedy lake shore. Ick. Aquacite is registered with the EPA and DNR. The products are safe. There's no need for you to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer, and there's still a lot of swimming season left, especially for us members of the Royal Order of the 21sters, because for us, it's fall all the way to about December 22nd. You guys are messed up. Call Aquacide today. They'll <laughs> identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquacide at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquacide.com. Shipping is free. Easy to order online, and they uh, normally ship the same day. 
So you can always tell which ones have the Aquaside because they're the most popular on the lake. It just amazes me the amount of people, uh, the amount of money people spend on their lake place, but then they don't clear the weeds out, or they do it the old-fashioned way, and the weeds That's just right. come back year See after you. year. Uh, Joe, in the course of my recent, he uses a big word here, peregrinations. I came upon a window sticker in the back window of a large Ram pickup truck. It said, I presume with tongue-in-cheek, I identify as a Prius. I found this amusing. <laughs> in the past, you have mentioned folks who said trucks are racist. Someone should tell the large number of minorities who I see driving trucks, and now they have identities. I suggest that Katy Perry, Barry Diller, and all of the overmoneyed hypocrites get similar stickers. Katy can get a sticker for her Maserati that says, I identify as a Bintelli. And Diller can get one for his yacht that says, I identify as a Crestliner. Hence, they are absolved, right? On a less silly note, I noted that the scrap of human detritus, detritus who shot up El Paso was also wearing hearing protection. Not to make light of a terrible situation, but someone bent on destruction is worried about his hearing? That is odd. That is. What was the gang in Duluth that th- thought the end of the world was coming, but the guy said he had to go get his oil changed? Remember uh, that? No. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, it was, why, um, why are you bothering? <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he also notes Theodore Worth Park has a creature. I have been unable to identify it. I think it's a pine marten, which would be pretty unusual. He is known as Teddy, spewing random nonsense, Bert. All right. Well, there's pine martin in the state. I don't know what a pine martin looks like. Yeah, they're up in the trees. They're down on the ground. Pine martin, is that a four-door or a two-door? <laughs> it's smaller than an otter, bigger than a mink. That's all I'm going to give you. Climbs a tree. All right. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's take a time out. Let's do that. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. The controversial chief of staff for Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is under federal investigation and has resigned. Oh, wow. According to the New York Post, uh, Chakrabadi, Sakat Chakrabadi, the Federal Election Commission is investigating Sakat Chakrabadi for possible campaign finance violations potentially shedding new light on his sudden departure from Ocasio-Cortez's office. The investigation comes after government watchdog group National Legal and Policy Center filed complaints with the FEC in March alleging Chakrabarty created shell companies to circumvent strict federal guidelines governing PAC finances and disclosure requirements. Did Alexandria, uh, did she benefit from this? Two PACs being probed, brand new Congress uh, and, and some justice Democrats set up by Chakrabarty to support progressive candidates, but they funneled more than a mil, a million in political donations into two private companies that Chakrabarty also incorporated and controlled, according to the Federal Election Commission filings and a complaint filed in March. In 2016 and 2017, the PACs raised about $3.3 million Mostly for small donors, a third of the cash was transferred <clears throat> to two private companies whose names are similar to one of the PACs, Brand New Congress LLC and Brand New Campaign LLC. Hmm. Uh, as Fox News noted, the FEC only initiates investigations stemming from complaints filed by outside organizations if there is sufficient evidence to believe a violation occurred. According to the New York Post, the investigation includes probing the motive behind salary rules implemented by occasional Cortex's office. 
In March, she announced no staff member working in her office would make less than 52 grand or more than 80 grand. By capping Chakrabarty's salary at 80 grand, despite most congressional chiefs of staff earning more than 140 grand a year, it would have allowed Chakrabarty to avoid requirements mandating he reveal outside income, which are triggered for staff members earning more than 126. Ocasio-Cortez and Chakrabarty were quietly removed from the Board of Justice Democrats in March after National Legal and Policy Center filed its complaint. All right. Get old, get them, boys. Yeah, this fall from grace. Huh? Could be crooked. Such is this the same fella who said the Green New Deal has nothing to do with being green? You are correct, sir. Okay. The one and only. <laughs> All right. says, yeah, but you guys are getting, the, you guys really believe this? That was a pretty fun, that was a gotcha interview. How are you guys uh, doing? noticing the behavior of motorists now that we have the hands-free I've law? I've noticed. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I've been on a, a couple of long runs on uh, 94, and I have definitely noticed. And that, and MnDOT's using the overhead digital signs to keep people in line, which I really like. Yeah, I think it's helping. I, in town here? No, it's out the window. Day two. Yeah, in town. I took the scooter down to the bank, downtown St. Paul. If I saw one, I saw 50 people on their phone. See, I'm a... Oh, the phone thing, yeah. As of August 1st... What do you think I was talking about? Left lane squatters, which is my biggest deal Oh, no, no, I'm talking about the hands-free lane. Oh, the left lane squatter thing. No, I've noticed the left lane squatter thing. I haven't made note of the phone. I won't even look at my phone because I always think there's a sting operation around. Yeah. I, I wasn't a phone guy while I was driving anyway, but I turn it over and I put it over that way. So I'm not even tempted if it if it buzzes or rings just to look that way because I think there's a cop in a school bus going, we got him. That's, that's why I behave on the freeway and I never drive more than five miles over the speed limit because you can't tell an unmarked anymore. They're not right. Crown Vicks. No. You never know what they're going to be. And in. right now I know they're out there looking for people. Sanibel. Jim notes, we just got back to the house after a 15-mile bike ride on trails through New Brighton and into Fridley. We crossed several streets and had to stop for oncoming vehicles. My total unofficial anecdotal observation is that about one-third of the drivers in their carbon-spewing contraptions had a phone held to their head. Most appeared to be older women. That would make sense uh, of many uh, being older because this is the time of day we geezers get our driving done long before the crazies leave their jobs <laughs> later and roar down the streets. I love Jim. I couldn't tell if they had them taped to their head and merely were adjusting the volume with the other hand. I think that most people that incessantly yak while driving cannot help themselves. They simply must fill the airwaves with inane words. I did not know that we had so many cave dwellers around the metro. How else would they not know of the law change? To paraphrase Forrest Gump, stupid people will keep on doing stupid things because that's what they are. Doomed to a degree, Sanibel Jim notes. Did we talk about my dad who couldn't get his fine German automobile to start talking to his phone? He has now stopped driving that vehicle. He's driving <laughs> He's driving his Chevy truck because his phone talks to the truck, and he can do all his business hands-free. Well, he couldn't do hands-free in the German? Right? No, he's got to bring it he up to... He figure it out. He's got to bring it up to Fargo to the dealership. Oh, for God's sake. I know, that's what Ricky, I what's said. what's this deal? What happened? That's what I said. Oh, it just timed out. No. <laughs> that's what I said. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, for God's, God's sake. sake. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Or Royce said, oh, what I discovered is, I, I never used to talk on the phone in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it would impact him greatly only to discover that he's 
not using it. But I have hands-free, so I'm off the hook. I have noticed, though, the left lane thing has, has made a difference on my two road trips. I've noticed, and I'm very happy. See, I've been telling you about my friend Mark Moeller for ages, because mm-hmm. yeah, I've known him a long time. And uh, uh, RF Moeller Jewelry Store at the three locations, 50th in France, and Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. Bring in your wife's original diamond. I've done that. They'll take it in on trade and provide you with a new diamond that's going to cause her some ecstasy, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right? it's a really good plan. Uh, that's are, the pe- secret. Huh? People, people <laughs> say if they would have known yeah. the effect this would have had, they would have done it, done it years ago. But you can upgrade her original engagement ring. Moeller's staff of registered jewelers, certified geologists, and certified gemologist appraisers are qualified to show you the difference between their diamonds and the diamonds that every other jeweler sells. And if it's your price you're worried about, let me let me tell you something. Moeller has never lost a sale because of price. And if you don't believe me, go online and look at the reviews. There are great reviews online at rfmoeller.com. Fine watches, diamonds, bracelets, jewelry, wedding rings, Everything. earrings. Estate jewelry. Every, they, they love to buy and sell estate jewelry. You, you, you what about be, uh, watch batteries? They got them. But well, you, can't bring go in there. Your, you can't bring in a tractor battery. Yeah, and you can't bring in your watch battery to sell. Like, I want these watch batteries. But will he put one in my stupid Timex? Yes. Good. Yeah. They know them all. Timex to Rolex. I really love my Timex. I know it doesn't mean anything to you guys, but I I like my Timex. My watch is from Mola Shinola. Is that about a $9 watch? It was a gift for my kid, and I love oh, it. Oh, for God's sake, looks, don't set me up like right. that. It looks, <laughs> it looks nice. I kept my mouth shut. It, it was from Ben, so I love it. Yes, Moeller, will, you go in, you talk to Matt or Bobby or any of them. And Nancy. Say, and say, uh, you know, you're on the GL staff. You, uh, they'll, they'll be somewhat I amazed I at your I appearance. Don't, I don't do that. I never do. Hi, I'm the rookie. Give me a discount. No, no I, they, I don't they do might, love saying When you're that. standing at the vestibule, they might hesitate to open the door. <laughs> right, you won't get buzzed in. <laughs> you might have to take off your watch and hold it up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how they let you in, uh, looking like a bum out there? <laughs> might have to do jazz hands. Right. Come on. A little more. No, they're very accommodating. They're very accommodating uh, at, at all three locations. And, yes, you can get your, your watch battery uh, repaired there. Uh, I just looked outside, boys. That, that means nothing during a podcast, but she is really raining. Yeah. And uh, twins have an interesting, really interesting seven-game set starting tonight at home. Atlanta Braves are in town, followed by Cleveland. And Cleveland keeps winning. The Twins got to keep winning just to be three games up when Cleveland arrives here at the end of the week. You know, one of you guys have Dish Network? No, Comcast. I I can't watch Fox Sports. No, I don't have that problem. I I can't watch the Twins. No, yeah, they, well, we've been through this with Height. He'll teach you what to do. He'll t- tell you what to do. He'll tell you to get the Hulu, the Stick, the Fire, Amazon, whatever it is. I and if you need to. batteries for that, you know where you go for that? Fratelloni's Days Hardware and Garden Stores. They've got all sorts of great selection of remote-controlled batteries oh, hell yeah. for you. So yeah. if your remote is low, go get some batteries at uh, Fratelloni's Days Hardware. Have we missed anybody? Uh, nope, so. I'm checking that one I off think right we're here. All up to date. That one was at 129. GLers, be nice to us. We're trying to find a solution. We're not trying to shut down gun ownership or anything like that. And I know you're all hot and bothered, and you're going to take to the computer and you're going to educate us. Uh, just try to be nice to us. It's the people I'm worried about, not the guns. Yeah. I, I, I know it's a cheap analogy, but you know, you take you you, you take your. Uh, your watch, 
I already did that. I made that one a long one, kind of a twofer there, see? Okay, got it. Uh, you take your... You take your... Uh, you take your car keys out of your car just because that makes it that much harder for the thief. Uh, if, I, if I somehow could shield the world from, from nutcases getting these uh, assault-style rifles to shoot rapidly and have uh, magazines, again, it's just, I would. It's just a semi-automatic yeah, rifle. semi-automatic rifle. I just, I just don't know it's, how I'm going to do my that. deer hunting rifle. Mm-hmm. If it, and this is just in a perfect world. It's so sad that these people go to that length. To, to shoot up a Walmart or a store or a synagogue or a church. And these poor kids, these poor families that are going to be, for the rest of their lives, changed. The ones that survive, God bless the ones that die, but the ones that survive yeah. are going to be on edge. Well, how would you like to be a surviving parent of a Newtown, Connecticut kid? It would. My heart would be broken. It's, it's just hard to function. And that's the frustrating thing is we can't stop it because we can't predict it. And some of the people might, there might be some warning signs. And to summarize today's show, why can't we predict it? We can't predict it because many of the institutions that we all belong to and that make up the social contract, those institutions are fracturing. Right. We're fighting over personal pronouns instead of what matters. The, the, the institutions that, that kept us all kind of in line in a free country, yep. uh, respect for, we've been through it, respect for authority, respect for law enforcement, respect for the church, respect for the school, respect for the government. Uh, it's very difficult to have respect for this current government. Um, personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Okay, he's gonna Elmer start, Fudd. He's going to start crying. <laughs> he was so upset he was going to cry. It sounds like he's going to have to have a heart attack, and then the guys with the badges are going to come in, and they're going to be really hungry because they didn't eat at McDonald's. It just sets everything in motion. Yeah, we're not serving any badges in here. No, we don't serve your kind. Isn't that? I mean, that's a very, very strong example of what we've been talking about. And pickups are racist. Huh. Keep that in mind. Uh, my brother-in-law, I want you to keep that in mind. <laughs> but wouldn't you like to know that McDonald's employee's background? What what event in his, her, I'm, I'm assuming he's male or female. I don't know. Um, what event in that employee's life hardened that employee so much? McDonald's is a great place to work. I don't, I'm, I'm I don't, sure. I don't know what would, what would lead to that. Uh, but he's, he, he or she has bought into the idea that there is no need to uh, acknowledge authority. It's amazing. Wow. Because authority represents tradition and convention. And when you're trying to bring about the mystery, you don't need no stinking badges. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to bring about a whole new world wow. here that doesn't work. Listen to these fruitcakes at that socialist convention in Georgia. They're, they're fruitcakes. They're nuts. <laughs> I'm Jim from, you know, downtown. I experienced sensory overload. How in the hell did you get from Sacramento to Georgia <laughs> if you have suffered from sensory overload? Covered my ears. I'd like to walk up to that microphone and say, hi, Jim, uh, would you uh, pull my finger, please? <laughs> I'm experiencing some sensory overload. Right? Could, you, could you help me vent? Just drop a bomb and walk away. It's a Monty Python. That's for you guys. And the other guy, stop calling us guys. Yeah, don't say guys. Right. Poor guys going to start weeping. Are we done? Yes. Goodbye. I think we can, I think we God can wrap bless America. Here. Right.
Hey, garagelogic.com. This was podcast number what, Joe? Um, 203. 203. Oh, and news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Is that coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow, yes. Big news. All right, meanwhile, if you want to get your Garage Logic fixed, you can check out garagelogic.com. It's got everything. Joe's Books, the Unwas, uh, uh, Bookshelf, Author's Corner is what I'm trying to spit out. Also, Greg Holcomb's wonderful cartoon creations. He's part of the broadcast as well, so check out what he has captured in uh, vivid, vivid color. And if you'd like to be a sponsor to the Garage Logic Podcast, we're listening. Thank you so much. Check out all your back podcasts at garagelogic.com. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We love to get your feedback. Garage Logic Podcast version. See you next time.